Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the podcast on all things playful and joyous. The Well Played group is made up of educators passionate about making learning immersive and fun. Today we have with us Kimberly Snodgrass. Uh, her Twitter handle is at Kim Snodgrass. Today we are chatting about her epic game and starting out into gamification. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves a little bit. Kimberly? Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Good. I'm glad to be here today. I'm excited to have you. Like you, your game, <laughs> like has just launched this week, right? It did. We're just in the beginning stages, and it was kind of, let's see, uh, inspiration that started with Teach Like a Pirate, and then I picked up Explore Like a Pirate, and it just kind of has unraveled from there and my mind is already spinning for next year yeah so <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit about um because you did some setup before the kids got there because you you kind of prepped for this a little bit on break right right um well i'm loving the room transformation idea and like hooking them in with um kind of some unknown building some mystery so that's kind of where i started because they are loving that aspect that I've incorporated into the classroom. Um, so I thought, well, why not do that? Don't really tell them what's going on, but we did a little prep work where um, they had to come together in groups and create some countries for the Olympics. I guess I should say that um, game we did was, or are doing is Teen Literature Olympics. And so they were wondering, you know, why are we doing this? Um, why are we making a country? You know, it's fun, but why are we doing it? I'm like, I don't know. And then I told them <laughs> as part of it that they had to, um, you know, decide what the people in their country would wear. And then all of a sudden I sprung it on them. Okay, now you decided what your people in your country are going to wear. So you have to wear that tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's and so awesome. they still didn't know why. So then I just, when the doors open, then it's just super crazy. It's like, they just love it. They go nuts. So. Well, your, your room, you put quite a bit of time, I would imagine, into that transformation of your room. Yeah. Um, my co-teacher, Deb DeToro, and I kind of, this is like our hobby. It kind of fuels us, I guess, as far as passion goes. It's just fun. We get so giddy doing it. We stay late. We get there early, and it's just fun. Um so we do put a lot of time into it, but we really, really enjoy it. So That's this so one was back in my classroom. Sometimes we move them into the library or whatever, but they only had to be locked out for two periods the night before. So we are definitely getting more efficient at our room transformations. Yeah. That's like something I just love about gamification in general is just, I mean, you put it that it's sort of a passion. I like since starting doing gamification, I, my mind can't like stop. I just get excited by these little ideas, these little twists, these little turns that I can add to to the game or to the student's experience. And it's just a ton of fun. And it sounds like you've already started to experience that and that energy. Yes. Um, every morning, well, I only get a co-teach with Mrs. DeToro one period. It's first period, but um, every morning when she comes in while the kids are, you know, getting settled and usually give them a little bit of reading time, we're like, oh, what do you think about this? Should we add this? And then the further I got in the book, I'm like, oh, we need to do some XP now and nice. that sort of thing. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, it's just 
it keeps unraveling. There's just more pieces getting thrown together and thrown together. But, you know, we kind of introduced it a little bit last year, but it was on a much smaller scale. We started just trying to think, okay, we need to prep for our state test. You know, it's a necessary evil. So how can we, you know, make that fun and a little sparkly? Amp that up not, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, amp that up. So we came up with these games and decided to call it the Olympics. And then we just kind of rushed through it too much, I felt like. So then when we were reflecting, we we did a different game every day for two weeks last year. And, you know, in reflection, I feel like it was maybe too rushed. So this year we're slowing it down and we're going to do one competition a week. But on the off days, we're practicing just like athletes would practice for you know, sure. their event. Um, so that's where I'm going to incorporate some of the side quests and different levels of practicing that they can do. But um, it's much more intentional this year. So not only is it amped up fun-wise and game-wise, but it's definitely more intentional, and I think um, they'll get more out of it. So Yeah, so like that's another big word for me is like being just intentional and thinking through some of your game design which is just really good teacher practice too, right? Thinking through your course design. Yes. Um, but uh, the thing that I think comes with gamification, I want to know if, if you've already had it in your classroom, is just this sort of smile and zeal that comes across your students' faces. Like they're just, they're enamored with it, I think. At least in my they, class. Yeah, they think we're crazy. Um, and, you know, <laughs> even before we realized this, you know, we we've always kind of done some off the wall things in my classroom. Um, you know, pushing the envelope on like entertainment a little bit, you know, but I kind of think they go hand in hand and, um, Absolutely. for, for this Olympics game, not just the intro day, but every day we throw on our ref shirts and our whistles. <laughs> so nice. For transition time, you know, we blow the whistle or if somebody is, um, we have fun with it. If somebody's doing something they're not supposed to, we blow the whistle. And I love just, it. Everybody loves it. So we just have a good time with it. That's so fun. I think it's so <laughs> important that students sort of see us get lost in the experience as well. Because um, I think it gives them permission then to also be just as excited and enthusiastic about their country and the Olympics. You know, it, if, if you're suspending reality, like then they can suspend reality. That's, um, we made the front page of our newspaper in York, um, last week and there's going to be another one on Tuesday, but this, um, student who, you know, is very athletic boy and that sort of thing, their country name that they came up, came up with was Elephantopia. And so for what they wore, they wore elephants. And so he has an elephant hat on and oh, he is the front page cover of the newspaper. And, you know, you'd think maybe he'd be a little embarrassed, but he is so proud of his picture on there. And, you know, so it does give them permission to kind of lose control a little bit, too, and do things that they wouldn't normally do. And they forget that they're in class learning um, concepts that they need to know for the state test. I love Instead, that. They're, yeah, they're just there's really... that magic moment where like the kids literally are just enjoying their experience. Like they, they forget all about school, homework, tests, quizzes, and it just becomes fun. Yet we're still getting the desired results we're hoping for as a teacher. Like that's just magic. 
Yes, it definitely is. And we're really trying to also with the country thing and, um, you know, choice and that kind of stuff. So how they ended up with their countries, I just have flexible seating. They sit wherever they want. So it was just one day, whoever they were sitting with, you know, um, that's who you're going to work with and that kind of thing. But so this random assortment became just their random. like because I wanted Olympic them to love team. it. I wanted them to like their country and like their country people. And you know, usually the people you're going to sit by naturally are the ones you're going to mesh sure. well with. And not that you don't need to work well with everybody in life, but you know, I think I'm going through a master's program right now, and I just it's so different. Or even teacher in services, if they tell you where you have to sit versus you just come in and sit by people you're naturally attracted to, you know, and sure. uh, that you mesh well with already, your collaboration is just totally different. So I wanted to let them have that, you know, where they can feed off of each other with people that they kind of mesh with naturally. So um, we're trying with that to also, you know, build in some collaboration pieces and teamwork and working together. And so we had them also come up with, um, a secret handshake for their country that they have oh, to do every day it. when they come in and when they leave. And so it's just kind of some fun things. So not just the academic part of it, but working together and um, getting along. They can get penalty points if they, you know, are not showing sportsmanlike conduct and <laughs> that kind of thing. So. so where did you start? I mean, that's um, always a big question people have so i mean you okay. read, read teach like a pirate you're excited about bringing passion in the classroom you pick up explore like a pirate where do you begin you know creativity is my thing and my first degree was actually in advertising <gasps> me too um, no way samesies <laughs> that's crazy so my bachelor's in advertising and then my first master's was in business and then I went through this random teaching, uh, I guess, opportunity where um, you had to get a job first before you could get into the transition to teaching program. So my, is that what you did? That's not what I did, but like, I'm did? still shocked here. I mean, like, I'm not going to ask <laughs> so a question So my first for day teaching, I taught high school my first four years. And my first day teaching, I had never taken an education class. I had never taught students before. I just had 75% of the required coursework for English language arts. So <laughs> oh, I came into it with just a totally open mind and, you know, what is going to make this fun for them and fun for me, but we're still getting it done. So I wasn't, you know, I love the, the content for English language arts, don't get me wrong, but that's not why I went into teaching. I went into teaching because I love being around people and I love kids and I love sure. being creative and the cool thing about education that you don't get in a lot of um, business world kind of jobs is that flexibility to do um, your own creative things yeah so I'm always writing ideas down I get them everywhere I could be writing writing in the car I could be you know shopping at the mall or whatever and I'll get an idea so when we got the Olympics idea then I was thinking okay, well, we did this kind of a game, but it was pretty weak and, you know, not that intentional and rushed. And so how can we stretch this out and make it better? And so Deb, my co-teacher and I were, you know, brainstorming it out and we're like, well, they love these room transformations. So let's start there. And then, you know, the things we didn't like about what, how we were trying to make it fun last year, 
Um, how can we make those better? And then after we read Explore Like a Pirate, then it all kind of clicked. Like it made sense. Sure. Okay, this is how you build a game, you know? And so then we had to have the backstory. So we had each country um, come up with their name. They came up with a song um, that they (laughs) (laughs) chose off the internet. They didn't write their own song yet. Um, But they loved that. And then they had to have a motto, um, the the dress, what the people in their country wear. And then the other thing, they had to do a descriptive paragraph of their country. And then their president had to give a a presidential address using um, Flipgrid. So then at this point, they still don't know what's happening. So then the following day when they came in to class, um, I had the door locked so they couldn't get in and it was all dark. And we had, you know, those lights they have at Christmas that project on houses. It's like the lazy yes. way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it looks amazing in a classroom. I've seen it. Yes. It's like so amazing. So I had all the lights off, black paper on the walls. And, you know, we had already decked out the back wall with um, black paper and Olympic rings and glitter and that kind of thing. Tablecloths on the tables. And I mean, it was just a step short of prom, you know, if there was such was. a thing you, as Olympic if, prom. <laughs> if you guys saw the tweets that week, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but we had the those Christmas lights going. So when the door first opened, all they could hear was the Olympic theme song playing. And it was total blackness with just these green starry lights everywhere. Um <laughs> So we had them come in first. And then the cool thing in my classroom, the lights are like um, set row wise on the switch. So I turned on just the back row that shined right on the Olympic, you know, display thing. And you can hear them on the video. They're like, what? Oh, my gosh. What are we doing? This is nuts. (laughs) But the best part is I teach the same thing four times in a row. So I got to do it four times in a row. So that was the best you know, just oh, I'm sure listening. the anticipation too, just was like <laughs> building and building. All these kids are like, "Oh my gosh, you got you can't wait till English." <laughs> they at that point they won't tell the next group because they you know don't want them to know. But it's it's so fun. It's like throwing a surprise birthday party and getting chances to redo and redo and redo. Yeah, that's so <laughs> awesome. Every time. But then they came in the room and um, after I got the lights on, I had them sit in their countries and. We played uh, Katy Perry Rise on the projector because it's all Olympic theme. Sure. So that was kind of their teaser. And then I think their, you know, wheels got turned in like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, we're countries. And then we, of course, blew our whistle to scare them right after um, <laughs> the video and introduced them to the opening ceremonies and um, had each group come up and present what they did on their slide and the hyperdoc and share their song and presidential address and that group of elephants I told you about they even came up with a dance so they did their dance and it That's was fun so then like, at the kids just get excited <laughs> right I mean like they just can't stop oh, they were so crazy and then at the end of that that's when um they did their secret handshake and then it was a short day on a Wednesday. So it was just the perfect amount of time to get them hyped up and then they left. And then the following day we started our game. So we did our first one right off the bat to just kind of get the excitement or keep the excitement going. 
And then we're going to start kind of on our regular schedule now with like the practicing and the side quest part of it. And we've got our leaderboard going at least with they get um, three points for a gold, two points for silver, one point for a bronze. And then they actually are competing against all the different class periods too, not just their individual period. So So my first gamified truly gamified experience was the olympics uh that was was it really yeah so when i started i started with just my grease unit did the olympics and i did that for years and every year on the survey you know it was like olympics we're like don't change that unit that was amazing um and then eventually i was like well why just have this amazing greek unit why don't i like expand it out and so my realm of nobles which is what i do now um, really was just an expanded like Olympic unit. Like I, I just, each of my tables used to be city states in the Olympics. Now each table is a guild. And okay. I just sort of expanded out the points and you know how hard it is to level up because I need to make it a year long game. And, but really it was just my Greek unit expanded at least at first. And then eventually I added to it. But my first gamified experience was the Olympics, just like yours. See, it's a great starting point. <laughs> It is. And here's where my mind's going next year. I'm like, okay, we love the room transformation, so I don't want to give that up. But I'm thinking, come up with something, a theme that starts at the beginning of the year, and then each level is a different room transformation. Sure. That they get to, and so it'd still be kind of what we're doing, just more, again, more intentional, planned out throughout the year. So The thing I love about a year-long game, and you're probably going to see it even in your just unit is just these things that might have been one-off assignments or one-off activities now can have sort of a connected more powerful meaning you know so if you have recursive assignments that can all of a sudden click into your olympic game like that could be running a marathon these recursive assignments right um exactly uh in my class like i always do a review day before the test and like those kind of things used to be just one-off it didn't matter now i like keep stats and all that stuff and they can you know there can be a value to like winning last game even though like a month later when we play the next game there's some connection to the last game like some of that one last game or if you got a power up in the last game you can use it in this game um and they just love that they just love all that connected they're they're never nothing seems to be just a one-off class anymore it adds purpose i think for kids because sometimes they don't always see the purpose when you tell them why they're learning something, well, I don't need to, I could Google that or, you know, they don't understand that part of it sometimes. But so this way it gives them another purpose to, you know, go forward and exceed and excel because, well, if I do this then I can get some points that we could buy back or get placement values on our, you know, standings in the Olympics or that kind of thing. So pretty fun. How are you liking it? Oh gosh, I love it. And at this point, you know, I'm always thinking of different events for our Olympics. Last year we got, you know, kind of crazy, but the wheels are already spinning for new ones. We didn't play uh, volleyball last year, so this was the first year we did that. That was our starting game. They had to do it on their knees. And I always try and think of a way to get everybody on the team playing so it's not just a couple people. But we did water polo last year. We did like hula hooping. We did uh, a million different things. But then at the end of the year last year, you know, when teachers can place their supply orders, 
instead of placing oh supply orders. <laughs> I ordered sporting good as sporting goods equipment. So I ordered, you know, a cornhole game and I got nice. um, badminton and volleyball and dodgeballs and that's awesome. So my whole closet that you would normally put like your coats in is full of sporting, sporting goods. <laughs> I love it. Um, one of the games I play with my students in our Olympic games uh, that I absolutely love. Well, probably one of my favorites is just stand and long jump. That's they just start on a line and they jump as far as they can and they have to stick the landing and then you measure the back foot, back of the back foot. That one I like because it seems the most like realistic to the Olympics, uh-huh. and they get That's into true. it. Um, but probably my favorite to watch is one one I call wind ball. They they have a ping pong ball and a straw, and they have to blow it like it's a race from the starting yeah. line to the finish line as fast as they can. Oh, but they can only fun. blow through the straw, and they're like scrounging around on their knees, like trying to go with this ball. And, <laughs> and we do it in heats, so you know you don't you know. All five players will get their own heat, and then only the top advance. They love it. That is fun. We did um, crab soccer. That's my favorite to watch because they're all down in that awkward position. And we just get like a laundry kind of basket for the goal. And then, well, the cube things you can get at Walmart. I'm not sure what, I guess just a cube, but that's what our goal is. And that's hilarious. They have, the whole team has to be on the floor, and they have to each touch it so many times before they can shoot a goal. And, you know, with any of these games, we base how many attempts they get or how much time their team gets on the court based on their correct answers for um, our academic portion. So before each athletic event, we have an academic portion. So it's like a slideshow or not a a Google slide and we have a question and then their team writes down the answer on a Google form. So it instantly grades it. And I like this week for every five correct answers, they got 10 seconds on the volleyball court to see how long they could keep a volley going, which That's no awesome. one ended up using their time, but that way it kind of adds another, another layer to it too. I love so. that idea. That's really cool. I've never thought of that. Like adding time to the game, thus giving so them usually more like, about 15 minutes of the academic part and then about 15 minutes of the game part. Well, depending on the game, I guess, but it just kind of varies. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm same way, same, same. Um, so you've already thought about next year. You're yes. already thinking about changing some things up. Possibly, it sounds like, maybe even making a sort of year-long connected storyline there. Yes. I... Of course, I need to collaborate with my co-teacher because that's where all our good ideas come from is our crazy talk. We feed off each other pretty well. But I still love the idea of making it more of like a submersive experience where it's not just the game. It's the whole environment. Sure. And I want I don't want him to get sick of it. Just like I would, you know, after a while with your classroom decor, you kind of have to change it up. So this way it's just the best possible situation and my whole back wall in my classroom is like a huge bulletin board from ceiling to floor so it's perfect because we just roll out the cart paper we're getting pretty efficient at this and then <laughs> we just you know staple up our stuff and we have different tablecloths we get out for each thing and centerpieces and hangy things from the ceiling and the lighting and 
going to become party event planners here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, the thing is, we love each one so much that we hate taking it down. So right now I have layers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> On my wall. Because we're, we're still brainstorming how we're going to not ruin them if we can somehow unroll it and mass laminate it or I don't even know. That part hasn't been figured out yet. <laughs> But you guys put a lot of time and effort into making that sort of theme, that sort of classroom transformation. Yes. I so, can see why you wouldn't you just want to leave it just just right. Just keep it up there. But I don't know. We'll have to do everything in reverse next year. Then, yes, exactly. Take, We're going to start with the Olympics. We'll make the... That's awesome. That I love right. it. As far as our favorite game last year, I think the funnest to watch was the crab soccer, but we did a decathlon where they had, that took the whole period, but it involved academic games and kind of like a scavenger hunt piece. And they had to, for each portion of the assignment that they were on, it took them to a different activity, somewhere in the hall, somewhere in my classroom. And some involved like running around the school, somewhere throwing, you know, a paper airplane race. We had leapfrog. We had, that took more manpower though, as far as, um, staff, we had to get some paras to kind of help us because we were spread out all over the place. But, but everybody's really been pretty great about helping support our craziness. So. so do you have any advice for those that are maybe on the fence right now? Like they're like, Ooh, I'm not a gamer or geez, this all seems confusing or a lot of work. Like whatever the, the reason they're on the fence, what, what bit of advice do you you have for them well we pretty much all preach a growth mindset right so Ooh, just demonstrate it you know dive in there and if it doesn't work you say huh, that didn't work what could we do different and your students will help you too you know ah I bombed that guys what should we do you know yeah so I mean I, there's really nothing to be afraid of I don't think I I would just dive in and see where it takes you and it probably won't take you where you want it where you wanted to go the first time, like last year, you know, and then growth mindset, you learn from that and you sure. get better the second time. So I guess that would be my advice to anybody. And I, as I read your book, you know, you even kind of speak to the reader in there. Don't stop now. Don't, don't, don't no, I don't. know you're thinking about it, but don't no, stop yet. <laughs> and it, it's true how when you're reading it, you just start to get overwhelmed and then you read that and you're like, okay, I can do this. I can, I can do this. Keep going. <laughs> I did I did have to put a few of those in there. <laughs> so I think just that advice, just try it. Yeah. Try it. No, I mean, I think most of the feedback I get from people is like once they start, they're like, this is great. This is, I get it now. But it is hard to stand on the outside like and not, I mean, you won't fully get it unless you actually step in. So Yeah. And I think you do also end up with some critics, you know. Or at least I've experienced sure. a little yeah. bit no, of that because right. it, it it appears like it's entertainment and not education. But if you're not in the room and understanding what goes on, then you're not going to get it. And it might look like it's just fun, you know, and it is fun. So I get where that perception might come across, but yeah. there's so much learning going on. And I think so much retention so much because passion. it's not memorization yes and they're loving it so 
I sure I could give them, you know, a quizlet to practice all day long, but that's not going to be no, the no, same, like, you know. The, those kids, like you've built an experience for them and that resonates now in the unit, but it will reverberate well beyond this unit. That's I'm in a master's program for curriculum instruction, so in the next year I'm going to have to write a fairly lengthy paper. And that's one thing I'm thinking about researching is doing it with a couple classes and not with maybe one or two and just wah, see wah, wah. <laughs> the different, not long-term, we'll have to flip-flop, but for the sake of research, right? Um, <laughs> just because I just want to prove to people, you know, this same content taught two different ways not only are you either, either going to get the same or better results with the gamification, but I think interviewing the kids and getting verbal feedback that way would be There was smart. a study done like maybe four or five years ago. Uh, I want to say it was out of Michigan. Some, I don't know, some high school in Michigan and two classes, one gamified, one not gamified. Uh and then they both took the like end of the year assessment and yeah. both scored the same. But then the really powerful thing was when they got back from summer break, gave them the same test. And it was like the, the, the non-gamified class retained like, I'm going to make this dead up, but it was, it was near this. It was Significant. like, it was like yeah. 28% or something like that. And the gamified class retained something like 73% or something like that. Like it was like a marked difference of how much retention was in the gamified class. So let alone the memories. I mean, these well, yeah, kids aren't going to forget this stuff, you know? So yeah, that's, that's the coolest part. Well, it is time for our quote here, a little reflection. Oh, jeez, time I'm, flies when you're having fun here. I'm telling you, it just zoops by. <laughs> uh, so we have a quote here kind of centered around new beginnings as you started your gamified class. So I just want to see how this resonates with you and your gamified experience. This quote is totally an internet quote. I have absolutely no idea who it's by. It just sort of said internet. Okay. It says, so I close my eyes to the old ends and open my heart to new beginnings. How does that speak to you based on what we're talking about? I think letting go of the idea of how teaching has been done and embracing how it could be done or how it can be done. And you actually in your book talk about old world mentality versus yeah. new world mentality. And I think that that chart that's in there is pretty much very reflective of that quote on letting go of the old world idea and embracing the new yes. world idea because life changes, our world changes, the world these kids are going to be working in and living in is so different than what we're even in now, let alone what we were in. So I don't know how we could not change for the better all the time. Solid answer. Just rock star answer. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, it has been wonderful having you on Well Played today. 
I've really enjoyed being on here. So thanks gonna, for having me. No problem. We're going to have to have a follow-up like later oh, after sure. the unit's over. I want to hear like how it all shakes out. All the craziness. I would be happy to share that with you. <laughs> yeah, I totally want to hear about it. And if you plan, you know, like you said, your year-long game, we'd love to hear about that too starting up next year. Yes. That'd be great to hear about. For sure. And thank you, listeners. Uh, it's always having it's always an honor having you guys listen and learn with us. Um, as always, stay connected, share your ideas with us on explorelikeapirate.com, and check out my new YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash Mr. Matera. Would love for you to subscribe, watch some of those videos, and comment below. We're all hoping that you're having a great week. Uh, check the show notes for any details or resources. Enjoy your week and play on.